Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One alive, one dead, one fictional. It's up to you who you choose, you pick them all. It's up to you who you choose, you pick them all. Who you having? Make it who you wish. This is your dinner party. And it's your guest list. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Guest List with Jake Lambert, the podcast where I interview comedians to find out who would be their perfect dinner party guests. But they can only pick three. One has to be alive, one has to be dead, and one has to be fictional. Now, this week we are joined by Sarah Keyworth. It's a very fun episode, I really enjoyed it. Uh, A couple of issues when it came to editing in that Sarah was very quiet, so I have had to turn her up and me down. So hopefully it sounds absolutely fine and you may have to turn it up more than usual. The reason I'm telling you this is the jingle, I hope, also is quiet, but um, I just don't want at any point for the jingles to come in and then for it to be so loud that it makes you angry at me because um, I can imagine that being the case. So just a warning and an apology in case that does happen. But it's a very fun episode. I enjoyed it. I do have a slight confession. I have once again failed to actually check any of my emails. Um, if you do want to write in, I promise I do sometimes read them. It is guestlistwithjake at gmail.com and you can send in any correspondence if you agree or disagree with the choices we make or if you want to join in with Pest List, which is where you can send in your idea for the worst possible uh, dinner party guests. That is guestlistwithjake at gmail.com. But for now, please enjoy my conversation with... Sarah Keyworth. So much easier to book a guest. Just yeah, carry on doing this. I mean, I, I love doing a podcast in person, though. Oh, sorry. Are you hating this? No, it's, it's fine. Do you want to come around? <laughs> I'd love to. Do you know what? I'd bloody love to. Well, okay. This is a good segue into the podcast. Let's when life, do it. When life does come back to normal, Sarah, you can, of course, come over for a dinner party. Yes. I'm sure I'm one of your guests anyway, so that saves mm-hmm. that. Making yep. dreams come you're true. The, you're the dead one. <laughs> what a way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, do, do you throw dinner parties? Um, I have done. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Would, like, I, I said that like, um, I was going to be like, uh, I, do you know what, I haven't in ages, but I don't need to tell you that. <laughs> Why is that oh, then? <laughs> I mentioned it. I haven't thrown a good dinner party in a long time. Um, yes, yes, I do. When I'm allowed, I do. And I like it. I enjoy a dinner party. Even hosting? I, um, yeah. No, I think I grew up. Um, my parents like a dinner party. And, and I think um, I always found it really, really exciting when I was a kid and, and knew that they were having like friends over for food and stuff. It, just, it always felt very special. It did, um, didn't it? That was such yeah. a nice feeling. And they, they always put the sort of same music on in the house and stuff. So I have this music in my life that like reminds me of, oh, they're going to be here soon. And my parents sort of being like dressed up and candles lit and things like that. And I think like I always try and sort of recreate that vibe if I'm having people over for food. The, the house is tidier than it's ever been, which I love. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my, yeah. my people always comment on my parents' house anyway. It always looks like a showroom. Yeah. My mum just is constantly, people, her friends would turn up 
um, sometimes unannounced and she'd be hoovering and they would assume that um, that she had seen them pull up and get and got the hoover out. But that was just <laughs> what she was always doing. So the house was like spot, the, there was candles out and then there'd be little uh, uh, snacks, uh, like, you know, like yeah. the uh, the raisins and the nuts and stuff would be yes. out of the pretzels. Oh. Pretzels and like pistachios or something like that and little bowls of crisps. And often the rule was when the when the friends turn up, you've got to go away. But I'd almost love that. I'd be like, great, then I go and have some time on my you own. Do, yeah, you do whatever you want. You're sort of unsupervised. And, yeah, that's and, it, yeah. And they would be, I mean, because I was a little show-off as well, it would always be like, in, in some ways, may, in, it'd be, be a, a, a budding comedian. It would be a little bit like, at some point, during the evening I'm gonna pop my head in and show off a little bit <laughs> I pop down that point where you're like oh, I'm like going down to say good night and you're like okay here we go here we go Head, headline spot <laughs> how, how are we gonna close this evening like, I think it's, thinking about it I think like the sort of the customs of a dinner party are probably like inherited aren't they like I the way that I've I host dinner parties now as an adult learned behaviors from what my parents did what I saw them do and even things like my mum like putting perfume on like just before people get there that the like I can picture sort of the lighting setup of, of my parents house and how they'd have it and oh yeah no I just always even though it's so, so weird because when you're a kid you, you're literally talking about dinner parties that you were not invited to yeah. like, oh <laughs> god they were lovely evenings weren't they yeah that's it as well and I feel like I took that to university so when I was at university if we've had if we would have friends coming over for like pre-drinks mm. I would really start setting up the flat and I realize mm. now I'd almost get annoyed that my housemates hadn't put the washing up away or hadn't hadn't bought some snacks for people and I was like come yeah. on people it's showtime yeah <laughs> we used to like... be house proud yeah I love we it just... and I love I love um I love trying to find something that just elevates it to that next level of, of, of like, so a couple of Christmases ago, I was in like, I think it was like a Lidl with my parents and you know what well, the, the middle of the Lidl aisle is like, um, cause it's, it's, it's a classically done bit of material, uh, where, you, where you, it's the only place you can buy <laughs> wellies and a uh, cocktail shaker in the same space. Um, but like, Lovely, um, lovely for you to do a preview for us. It's just so <laughs> but like, I found this, um, this like, it's honestly, it was just a hunk of plastic. It was five quid and it's a mold, um, like an ice mold where you can mm. make a, like a, like a champagne bucket, basically. It basically just makes a sleeve. Oh, right. Um, yeah. But the idea is that you can put things in the ice. So like berries or like petals and stuff. And it just creates this like really cool looking, um, like it's, it's just a hunk of ice, right? But you just put it in the day before and then you can put your like bottle of white wine or your Prosecco or whatever in it. And it's genuinely, if I know that I'm having people over for dinner, that two days before I get really fucking buzzed for the ice sleeve. Um, <laughs> Because I'm like, nobody's going to see it coming. When I walk out with that, it's going to shock the shit out of everybody. And and then it's such, one, it's a good talking point. And two, the rest of the evening, you just get to watch it melt. I was going to say that. How long does it take to melt? It, like, it's like a few hours. So over the course and then, of the evening. That's amazing. And then when it melts, you just sort of got petals now just sort of floating across the table. 
Well, it, it, it comes with like a little stand and a bucket underneath. So it, oh. it, you, you sit it on this thing and it drips into it. So this is amazing. It's really fun. And it's so it's so such a cheap novelty, but it looks quite classy in, in sort of a, a very silly way. And it feeds into everything I, I love, which is uh, showing off alcohol <laughs> and um, ice. <laughs> it sounds like I really love ice. I love ice. I think it's a it's a weird um it's a weird thing that seems to run in my family. Like I, I live, with, live with my cousin now and um, he's gotten really into, instead of, he has like ice cube trays and he really likes like novelty ice cube trays. You know, one of the ones where you can get just like massive fuck off ice cubes or whatever. Or like, yeah, yeah. And, um, but he's taken to just putting a big Tupperware full of water in the freezer, letting it freeze so that when he is making a drink, he gets this big block of ice out and smacks it with a hammer so that you're getting like big, chunks of ice that he himself has knocked off a block um which is so stupidly unnecessary but like the other day like i'm where my room is like i can it's like the, the back door is just below my bedroom and the other day i heard this like knocking like like banging like it was like early evening and i was like fuck jack's got the ice out and i like ran downstairs to join in and i was like that's <laughs> very indicative of who we are it'd be great if you were being burgled and how confused would the burglar have been if you just ran out there so excited uh, don't do it without me <laughs> let's smash it <laughs> i'm running with my own hammer i've always yeah. thought that about when you're being burgled I, I mean it's one of my biggest fears and uh i, I assume crime in that sense has gone down because of lockdown mm. um but obviously nighttime so, but then i don't know part of me wonders how much like career criminals will worry about <laughs> social distancing <laughs> that's true and they probably wouldn't have done their uh their tax returns yeah <laughs> 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 yeah cleaning up on the uh the self-employment scheme <laughs> I would love to know where the line is between someone who's like, oh, the, 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 the law is that I can't break into someone's house and take some stuff. But the government <laughs> is currently advising for me to not be in somebody else's household. So really ask you for sympathy. Do Just... they disregard all of it? Or like, do, do they sort of, I don't know. Set up a Patreon on. and a yeah, coaching. Just yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. My industry has been absolutely ruined by <laughs> COVID-19. Oh, it's such a big fear of mine, honestly. I, I don't know what I do. I don't, and I've often thought that, you know, maybe you could sort of pretend that you're also a burglar and you'd got there first. <laughs> yeah, do that thing where, like, someone tries a toilet door and someone's in. Oh, there's someone in here. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute, mate. I can't lift everything. There'll be something left over. <laughs> <laughs> this is engaged. I actually... Um, I had a nightmare last night because I, I, I'd i seen a thing on Facebook where I used to live, which mm. was, you know, these webcams people can have at their front doors now. Yeah. It was a wo woman had sort of buzzed to the door and they were talking to her through the webcam. She was pretending that her puppy had run away and the puppy was in the garden. So she was like, can I come into your garden? I think my puppy might be in there. And the woman was luckily was like, no, like go, mm. go away. Obviously just realized it was a scam and, and the woman went away. And apparently she was seeing a few people's uh, houses doing that. And then I, I saw it on Facebook a while ago. The last night, I woke up in the night and just suddenly thought to myself, I think I would have let her in. I think if yeah. somebody knocked to be like, I'm looking for a puppy, I'd be like, oh my God, let's go and have a look. And yeah, I don't yeah, know what the plan is, whether there's people waiting in the garden for you or whether they're just uh, seeing what's in the house and what to, I don't know what the plan was. But I mm -hmm. kept thinking, oh my God, if she had come to me, I would have just let her in. 
I'd probably put the kettle on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have done. I w- at least I would have had hot, hot water, I guess. I've got a weapon. I'd, I think I'd have at least shut the door on her and gone and had a look in the garden myself. But I That's think if sensible. You're thinking, a, if, you're thinking, if you're thinking like there's a puppy out there, you think you've got to move quickly, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just I think the, that would get me to be honest. So yeah, I'm putting out there as, as a warning for people: don't don't let them in. So Sarah, as I try here for format oh, and to nice. sort of steer the ship, Hello. you have your you have your your Please. your ice bucket prepared. Ready. <laughs> You've organised that. The lighting is perfect. You've got the music that your parents would have had on, mm-hmm. and there's a knock yeah. at the door. And uh, the first guest is uh, your alive guest. And so enlighten us, Sarah, mm-hmm. with who have you chosen? So do I, do I just tell you? Because um, <laughs> I, I don't know why I had it in my head that you, you tried to guess. I haven't told you that bit of format. I have, I've made three predictions, but I'll leave those till the end. Oh, do you? Okay, so it's, there's no, I don't give you any clues or anything, you just do it. Right I just from. do a bit of research, Nothing. and so um, I'm writing them down now. Um, but what I've said each time is, it's in this gold envelope. Oh, lovely. Love, oh, God. Fantastic. So do I, do I just tell you? Because um, <laughs> I, I don't know why I had it in my head that you, you tried to guess. I, I do, sorry, I haven't told you that bit of format. I have, I've made three predictions. But I'll leave those oh, till the end. You? Yeah. Okay. So it's, there's no. I don't give you any clues or anything. You just do it based on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just do a bit of research, and so um, it's in this gold envelope. I'll show you the gold envelope there. Oh, lovely, love. Oh, god. Okay, my first <laughs> dinner party guest is my alive one, um, and on this particular occasion, I, uh, I'd like to have at my dinner party, uh, Joanna Lumley. Oh, yeah, it's a lovely shout. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I could say it's, it's an absolutely fabulous shout. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> it's true, and it is. It's absolutely fabulous. Um, big fan of Abfab. Big fan of Abfab. Big fan. Um, I so I think what I would usually, I'd, I'd usually have a bit of Saunders in there. She's she's a go-to for me. Oh, okay, um, yeah, comedy hero. Comedy hero for sure. Um, but I was thinking about it, and as, as, as much as I'd love to have a chat with Jennifer Saunders, I actually think, I, I bet Lumley has got some fucking great stories. About the and Gurkhas? Bet, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think she's been, she's done a lot of travel shows, she's been around a lot. Um, I also think she's very soothing. Mm. And I like to think that as much as I know that she's playing a character in Abfab, I like to think that there is a bit of Patsy Stone in her and that she would be a bit raucous. Yeah, I imagine she's mm. got exactly what you want at a dinner party. She's got some stories. And yeah. after a, a couple of glasses of a uh, bubbly, yes, the ice is melted away. Bolly. And so yeah. is her guard. She's got, she's got the stories for you. Yeah, I reckon she'd love my ice sleeve. And I think she'd make an effort as well. I think she'd she'd turn up looking fantastic, um, which I and I, this this sounds awful and makes me seem a bit snobby. But I think because of the way that I'm used to seeing dinner parties as a child, I really like getting dressed up, even though you're not going anywhere. I like it when people just put their 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 nicest shit on and like 
you just you just look good and people turn up and they look good and I just feel like I feel like Lumley would um would do that for me I feel like she'd have a bit of perfume on and she'd have she'd have she'd have given it a go does that make me sound like a snob <laughs> no no I like it I know what you mean I, I'm, I'm trying to picture now what she's turning up in I'm imagining some sort of faux animal print but animal print yeah 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 um high heels I reckon yeah she's quite tall anyway so I like to think she'd have to even maybe uh duck as she came in, in the house <laughs> you really pictured this I have yeah oh god are you, are you in a, are you in a suit I'm in a suit yeah, yeah. burgundy mm. it'd have to it depend on the time of year actually because oh Oh, but then I get oh, this is my this is my dinner party, isn't it? It could be any time you like. Um, maybe a bit of a brighter colour if it was a, if it was a summer, and I'd like to think it was a summer because maybe then I could have I could open a back door, couldn't I? Oh, we you could, could do. Could Smash some ice. Drink. We could start with a drink outside with Joanna Lumley because she would be lovely, I feel like she'd it? look good in a big pair of sunglasses as well. Do you know what I was? This yeah, is, I, was this is I was thinking that when she turned yeah. up, I was thinking she's wearing a big pair of sunglasses. I also yeah. think she's somebody who. Um, despite what people often say about when to turn up, I think she'd turn up early because she just couldn't wait to, to get get things going. Mm, yeah, I think so. I think she'd probably have a drink at home and think, "Fuck it, I'm leaving." Yeah, anyone in the yeah. car on the way. She's not driving. She's no, in the back of, of the limo. Yeah, of course, she she's coming a limo. Yeah, this feels a little bit like I'm describing my perfect date with Joanna Lumley. In some ways, I am. You're gonna be like, "Who's your next guest?" And I'm gonna be like, "There isn't one." <laughs> <laughs> have you um have you met her no i have not no i'd love to i just she, think um... she seems really nice also uh she does a really good sleep story oh does she yeah there's an app called calm and they have these sleep oh. stories and she does one about the the elephants of nepal oh very good mm. and I've she's seen, got um... such a lovely voice she does yeah but does she does she do a lot of voiceover. Is she an advert person? Yeah, she does a lot of adverts. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, do you know it's what very once? Distinctive, quite velvety voice. Yeah. I, I was when I was when I was back at university. Um, my girlfriend at the time did some um, babysitting, and she babysat for I can't remember his name now. He was the director of um, he directed the Tracy Beaker uh, CBBC show. Yeah, yeah. And she couldn't do it one night, so I went and babysat. And I was um, sat there watching TV, I can't remember I was watching, and, and the children were up, up in bed, and the phone rang, they went to voicemail, and it was uh, Joanna Lumley leaving no a voicemail about, really? um, about a script that she had read of his. Yeah, which as far as I know, they, they, never, they never got made, but I think it was going to be her and Danny Dyer in this film. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the closest I've ever come to meeting her, I'm afraid. That, yeah, that sounds amazing. You should have answered the phone. I wish, I really wish I had... Mm. I mean, he, he, my, my, the strict instructions were um, don't answer the phone um, and also look after the children. <laughs> First rule is don't answer the phone. Second rule is keep the children alive. If they're alive when I get back, that'd be lovely. Yeah. But also, if you please. can only manage one, don't answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that would make me really want to answer the phone. Yes. I mean, well, I'll like, tell you what. I, what I've learned that I learned this the hard way. Uh, one of my best friends at school, uh, my friend Tom, we we're at his parents once. His dad was really lovely, and there was this uh, their alarm system in their house. 
had like this sort of red, like rectangle line under it, which my friend said, whatever you do, don't press that. Mm. And I, I think it must've been the, the, I, the first time someone ever said that to me, it was really just right there in front of me, a big red button. And it didn't look yeah. like you could press it. It looked like it was a sort of a little garage door that you sort of, you lifted up like a borrow mm -hmm, could live in it, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I pressed it to see if it was really a button and the alarm in the house went off and his dad was working from home. And honestly, I was so, so, I was scared. I was, I was sorry. I yeah. was everything that, every, everything I was, it didn't matter because what mm -hmm. I had done was, I'd, I'd not done what I was told. I disturbed him at home. And I remember I got, I went home and I was too scared to tell my parents what I'd done. So I must've texted Tom uh, or called Tom for his dad's number or something and called his dad and, and, and apologized again later because I was just, I was absolutely livid with myself. So since then, I think that was my lesson and I didn't answer the phone because of that. So Jeff helped me if anything. Yeah, that is good. That is good. I think it's honestly the worst thing when you were like, oh, that was entirely avoidable. <laughs> I, there was so many, there's so many beats in that moment where I could have chosen to do, to behave differently. To, and to I, do what I was told, to not press the button, to put my yeah, yeah, yeah. index finger anywhere else. But also, like, you've got absolutely, that could have done damage to something. That could oh, have, my God. Um, but also, I don't know why. No disrespect to your friend, but I when I bring somebody into my home, I don't walk around and show them all the buttons and go, that's the one you can't press. It, yeah, I don't know how old we were. I think we were probably about 13, but all I do know is mm. he should have known me enough by then to go, if there's something that shouldn't be done in this house, don't tell Jake he shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, because he'll do it, yeah. If anything, yeah, if anything, it's Tom's fault. His second guest, Sarah, is uh, a guest who is no longer with us. So please enlighten me and the listener. This isn't really how I do it, by the way. Uh, who have you chosen for your dead guest? <laughs> My dead guest is... Um, I'm sort of torn between two. Um, but I think this would be quite fun with, with Joanna, is if I, if I popped... Because what I quite like... At a dinner party, you, you like to have people that know each other, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, nothing um, worse than the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're like, oh, God, I'm not strained to kind of keep the, the vibe going. So I think, yeah. actually, it'd be really fun if um, if Victoria Wood was there. Lovely. The two of them, you're going to have. What a Get night. Yeah. Oh, oh. Just similar thing. Really fun. Really funny. Great stories. Like they would have a laugh together, wouldn't they? I bet they've got stories about places they've been, parties they've been to. Yes. That I would want to hear about. I want to be part of that gang. You're, you're going to be part of that gang. Well, you're going to be part of the new wave gang. Yeah, but I, I don't want the new wave gang. I want the old wave gang. You want that old wave Which is why, which is why you, you are inviting them both wood. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want Saunders, I want French. That's <laughs> I want the I 90s. Be, I want it to be French and Saunders in little brackets and keyworth. <laughs> and wood. Oh, that's so nice. Mm -hmm. Um I've I've heard stories of her. I've heard from people who have met her and worked with her that apparently she was 
She was really shy. Yeah. Um, not good at eye contact, I've heard. Well, that's the thing. That's why you don't, you don't, if you had it around for a dinner party, you'd want to make her feel safe, wouldn't you? And then you've got Lumley who would sort of do a lot of the, the, the heavy lifting in terms of chatting. So that I feel like settle in. Yeah, Lumley's going to bring out the best in anybody. Mm. I reckon. And I mean, it's up to you. I don't know how you want to plan this dinner party, but if there's some way that you happen to have a piano lying around, it's probably going to help things. Yeah, I'd say so. Oh, I, I would, wouldn't I? That would be, that would make sense. You'd have missed a it? trick. If you yeah. had brought Victoria Wood back, haven't supplied her with a piano, I mean, she'd have every right to tell you where to go. And I like the idea of, of getting them a bit drunk so that Lumley is lying on the piano whilst, <laughs> whilst Victoria Wood is, uh, is playing. I mean, you could almost imagine that cigarette yeah. in hand and she's laying there sprawled out one leg Legs up. for days. Legs for yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. What's your favourite uh, Victoria Wood show? My favourite? Do you know what? I just, I, I mean, I loved all, all of the like sitcom things that she was in, but she was just, a, for me, it was just her, her stand-up. The stuff that she did on her own on stage was just yeah. like completely unrivaled she's just so everything every move that she made was so funny just like I think the closest we have to something like that is maybe a bit of a Millican now but like there was just something and so unassuming about the, the way that she did her stand-up it was so like you, you could see it now if she walked, if she was a newcomer and she walked down stage you'd be like oh my lord okay here we go. yes this is somebody um, who's going to skyrocket. Yeah, and I never, obviously, never saw her live or anything like that. But I'm like, I'd, that would just be the most, because all the all the scripted stuff that those all that sort of that gang did was incredible. You don't, they don't, they don't make comedy like that anymore. Um, and and even like Julie Walters being involved, I mean, she's so funny as well. God, basically, basically, what's happening right now is that I'm planning my dinner party, knowing full well that. Um, that what would happen is because because you said to me you can have three guests but I'm I'm doing it sneakily so that basically what would happen is we'd get there and then we'd go oh, do you know what should we just invite the rest of them round <laughs> I've found a loophole where I'm choosing people that are all sort of friendly um, yeah they're gonna, so that this this party gets out of hand they're, a couple of drinks in they're on the phone you've got to come over to Keyworths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all here. The back door's open. Just come in. Victoria's got the piano going. <laughs> Is there enough chairs? Well, Joanna's on the piano. There's yeah, one spare, exactly. we know that for sure. So please don't worry. Julie can perch on the stool. <laughs> oh, it's a love. It's a lovely choice. It's just, it's the actually. I'll inform you. Um, as in, in case the listener is wondering why I haven't, that it's the mm. second time that um, that Victoria has been chosen. Really? Um, Who else? Uh, Rosie Jones. Always stepping on my toes, is Jones. Well, that's why I've got you on here to talk about it, because I think... Well, well played, Jones. You got me again. You got me again, Jones. <laughs> Always there. She said to me, she goes, who, who, who have you got coming on the podcast? I said, I've got Keyworth coming on soon. She went, right, get me in there now. We'll record tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Give me your predictions for Keyworth so I can say exactly what she's going to say. <laughs> Here's a question for you that I've, I've um, that I've not asked somebody on the podcast before, but I'll chuck it for you. We've got a repeat guest. If you could ask Victoria Wood one question, what would it be? 
Hmm. That's a very good question. Thank you very much. You could ask her that. <laughs> if you could ask yourself one question, what would it be? Um, I think I'd ask her, I think it would have to be sort of career related or comedy related. Um, like it, it maybe just be like if you like knowing what she knew at the end of her career if she could go back and do it all again like what would be like the one thing that she not not like in terms of learning not not in terms of like being a better stand-up or anything but just like in terms of like making it more enjoyable for herself like what what if you could go back and do it all again which which particular thing would you savor the most would you be able to answer it of yourself um oh yeah i mean I, I i suppose i could give it a whack um <laughs> now um enjoying those and i think today i'm really feeling feeling it because i went for a walk with a, another comedian this morning but in, enjoying the people who are really the, the people enjoying the people that you meet who are just really great because you do a uh, comedy industry is tricky and there are people that are difficult and stuff and i think sometimes you can get bogged down you can look at a bill and go oh my god i'm on with that person tonight really. but like we're doing a gig and i think that would be that would be the thing that i'm going to take forward after this and be like i'm gonna i'm gonna do less of that thing where i'm like i've done my gig and i'm gonna rush home mm-hmm. watch, watch more people i'm gonna enjoy i'm, I'm gonna see if they want to have a drink afterwards and yes be part like, of it yeah yeah I, I think exactly that I often look at bills and I go oh that looks great fun they're gonna have a great time and then I think yeah, well yeah. actually no, when they're there one of them signing up late they've been somewhere else one of them shooting off because they've got to go somewhere else one of them shooting off because they just want to go home yeah you sort yeah. of oh, and some, but sometimes you do get those brilliant nights you know you may be away at a glee together or mm-hmm. even in London you may finish early and you can have, you have some drinks but I, I do hope that happens more now and I certainly am going to make an effort to just sort of make the night more of a night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've often said it before when I've been on tour with people, actually, that uh, that especially if we're just if we're just driving there ourselves, I said we've got to just give the day to the gig mm-hmm. because there's no point trying to get in too much. There's no point leaving as late as you can just so you can be at home more. It's like we might as well just go and just experience it a lot more. We'll be more relaxed when we're there. We're going to have a much better time when we're there. Mm-hmm. And just sort of, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good one. This is the thing we're doing today and we're doing it together. And that's like... Yes, exactly. The thing is, people talk about Edinburgh and they say it's really hard and it's exhausting and stuff. But the, the, one of the biggest things that people say about Edinburgh is that they're like, it's so fun because you go mm. and you see people and you have drinks and you don't do that and you see people and there's, there's positives and negatives to it. But like, there's no reason why that can't be a, a Saturday night every so often exactly and, that yeah and it's just um yeah i think that's the, that's the thing that i would try and uh, moving forward say more it's just like in, enjoying the fact that i work with for the most part really like great people and different people each week so it's not like it's not you know they're having, you're having the same conversations you, you see, sometimes you see people and you don't see them for a couple of months and stuff and like I don't know I mean even pre-pandemic I don't know when the last time I saw you was no I know I was thinking that about the last time we gigged together and I, I, honestly I don't know when it would have been and apart from mm. that time we did the uh the one in um Piccadilly Circus 
uh, in, in, in fact, it had a piano there. It was downstairs in the piano room of some fancy, was it, is it like Zidell's or something? What's it called? Oh the... God, that must've been ages ago though. Yeah. Yeah, Zidell's or something. Um, it was. I went. Was I went it, on a date there once. Like oh really? When I just just after I moved to London, and I remember I I got so wasted on that day. It was it was it was really like a real like debaucherous evening that I for, for ages afterwards was like because I just moved to London. I was like I've absolutely no idea what that. And and it, we we ate food as well because they do food there. I was like I've absolutely no idea. I knew it was off of um, like Leicester Square or something. Or yeah. I was like, I've absolutely no idea what that place was and where it was. And I walked into that gig that we did and I looked around and I went, shit, this is that, this is that. I remember that piano. It must have been about three years after the date. It just suddenly all came back to me in like a weird flashback. I was like, this is the, that's that weird. Because I remember going downstairs and sitting in this bizarre restaurant. Like, Yeah. Yeah. And who was it? Was it, was it either? Was Ed Gamble there? I think he could have been, yeah. Andrea Hubert? Oh, Andrea Hubert. It was Andrea Hubert. I think she was comparing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a bizarre gig. I think it was a bit shit, wasn't it? Was it shit yeah, gig? I think that was, I think, I think bizarre is, is a word I try to use when I, when I yeah, don't want to um, open it now, it was awful. It's like a cabaret-style seating thing, and I just don't think it quite worked for comedy. But. No, and it was often, it was, it was, I say often, I was there once, it was the people there seemed to be people who'd just come from work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like it was one of those gigs that had been heavily pushed on Groupon. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I nearly said that about the 99 Club, and then I thought... <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but we should have had a drink after that, is what I'm saying. Exactly that. Next time, we'll okay. have a drink. drink. Yeah. Cut to a month after this is all over. I mean, you'll be messaging each other going I reckon I could be home by nine tonight yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just me I haven't seen you in years I'm like I'm gonna shoot off mate have a good one <laughs> just see you as we walk past each other onto stage yeah have a good yeah, one yeah. good to see ya mm-hmm. don't even look at you in the eye <laughs> we are super two love your choices third choice people often say the most difficult of the three Mm-hmm. which is the guest who is fictional. Could be anything, TV, film, books, your imagination. I feel, I, I really feel like you can just get a sense of what kind of evening I'm after. Okay. From, I mean, I, may, I might as well have said the same answer for all three people at this stage, because I, I just realised that this, this character is essentially an amalgamation of all of the women I've been talking about. Um, and in saying that, I wonder if you can guess who it is. I mean, fair play. Is it is it a character from Absolutely Fabulous? No, but she oh. wouldn't. She wouldn't. I don't think she'd like stick out. Oh. I feel. I feel like she could be. She could be from the world of Absolutely Fabulous, in a sense. I reckon when you tell me this is going to be such an obvious choice that I'm always going to be annoyed at myself for not getting it. Because, mm-hmm. well, for one, f- thinking of the lot who are going to be there, I was thinking of uh, Dawn French. But the only one I can think of is, is the Vicar of Dibley. 
Yeah, I'll encourage you to move away from British comedy. Oh. And um. And and also more recent comedy. I'm really I'm move away from it. recent and no 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 no. Move, move towards from, recent. Move towards recent <laughs> and move away from British. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I mean, default here. I'm going to America. Am I correct? Oh, are we doing it like yes, no, um, <laughs> uh, no, you, no, you're not correct. Um, oh, but you're you're not far. Canada. Correct. We're going to a, a Canadian. There's only one. There's only one real option now, isn't there? If you know it, you'll know it. If you don't, you don't. I'm. You're and, blanking. Unless there's a, a, a sitcom which I don't realise is set in, um, in Canada. What Do you know is what? it? I'm really, I'm really doubting myself. But it's definitely Canadian. No, no, don't, don't doubt me. I lived in Canada, and I'm still got no idea what you're talking about. Oh, or do I? You do. Do you know who I was going to say? But it's not a character. But I was going to say, um, what's the um, what's the American stand-up who is definitely sort of on? Um, she's quite openly on medication. <laughs> now this is just the two of us asking the other person <laughs> to think about the people, <laughs> and neither of us so know boring. it. People listening to two people thinking hard. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I um, Maria Bamford. Listening. Maria Bamford oh, I was yes. thinking yeah, of. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. I was thinking of maybe a character she's played. Um, uh, it's not Maria Bamford. Shall I tell you? I'm trying to think of clues I can give you. Because um, I don't, the thing is, I don't think the actor that plays this character is, I think she is American. Right. I could be, I could be wrong. So this is a sitcom set in Canada. Well, it's set in a it's it's a fictional town, but the 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 writers it was created by Canadians. I think. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty confident it was. It was it's no, go on. Enlighten me and the poor listener. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, do you know what? I actually, do you know, I I've just googled it and she's Irish. Has, and she's Irish, yeah. And this is set in Ireland. Um, but no, it's um, she is she's Canadian American actually. So. Oh right. What does that mean? Mum was one, dad was the other, or the other way around. Yeah, or, could be that. Yeah, whatever it was. Both dads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's how <laughs> There's so many options. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um, uh, so it is the cat. The, the my third fictional guest uh, is Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek. Oh, this 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 is the show that everyone said you must watch it, and I have not watched it. Yeah, I so am. I, that's why I said if you know it, you'll know it. If you don't, yeah, yeah. very well played. People hate mm. that I haven't seen it. Very well I, played. I don't. I'm not mad at you about that because I've only just mm. sort of in the last few months really got into. Oh wow! And um, she's skyrocketed to your favourite fictional character. I love it. So, well, is this the daughter or the mum? The mum. Mom, in terms right. of having a dinner party, I just think with the vibe as well. I just, yeah. I, just, I mean, also there. Are, it's very rare when you, I mean, it's not. I think it is actually. It's quite rare when, you, when you're watching a TV show, and you're like that. There is literally nothing that person could do that wouldn't make me laugh. Amazing. She's 
she, the, the way that and it's Catherine O'Hara the way that she plays it yeah. so funny and you can tell that she has figured out this character to a point where like she is she just completely embodies it and it's it's so it's ridiculous she's a ridiculous person and it's just yeah I mean I, I, I it took me a while to get into Schitt's Creek and then suddenly I think that you're watching it and there's a point where you're like oh this is just truly wonderful this is just such a right that's exactly what people say there's a moment mm -hmm. when it just clicks and you just go this is the best the, the best show mm -hmm. but honestly it's it's one of those shows and I don't I don't think it was too controversial to say that if mm. she if, if they, they hadn't written that character, if she, if she hadn't been cast in it, if they didn't have the character of Moira Rose played by Catherine O'Hara, I don't think the show would be what it is today. Oh, high praise. Yeah. And do you reckon, you were saying about watching her and how she sort of clicked in this sort of comedy character, do you reckon that would have in some way improved you as a comedian? What do you mean? Like, for example, you've, you've said how you can see how the way she's sort of embodied this character and obviously when we were on stage, there's a sort of sense of a character, a voice. Mm -hmm. Do you reckon yeah. you could you've, you could see how that could help you? Because it's interesting that you've noticed it. It's a, I guess it's a lesson in like fantastic writing in the sense that like she she's obviously just given wonderful material to work with. Yeah. Um, but, and it's that combination and obviously the director and, and, and everyone who's worked on it knows the voice of this, this character so well. Mm. and I there's there's points where you're like I just love to to be on that set and watch that process because th this cat she she sort of has an indeterminate accent and just says the most absurd things and she pronounces things in such bizarre ways and you think is that you did you is that your idea or is that someone's right. told you to do that and I think it must just be a combination of things where you're like oh can you try it like this and you want I want to know how many takes and how many different ways that she said things and um so yeah I think it's it's more of a lesson comedically in like yes being like a better stand-up but also like knowing how to, to like it's a I think it's a fantastic lesson in somebody having written a character to the full extent where you're like this is exactly who this and actually every character in that show um is written so uh, they're all quite absurd that you kind of know exactly what they would do in any situation and how they'd respond and, and she would yeah, but... I think she'd have a great time with Longley and Wood Right, we have two more two more things, which which um, mm -hmm. for for any podcast to work, um, need a format. Two things. One of them is my predictions, which we'll go mm -hmm. through, and then together we have to pick one of your guests that go forward towards the perfect dinner party, which I'm building and putting together. Which Thank you're you. also invited to. You'll be there. Thanks. Is Jones going to be there? Oh, I'm afraid so. I'll you sit, sit between Victoria of... Woods. <laughs> I want to sit on the opposite side of the table and I want the ice sleeve between us. So that like <laughs> it, 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 gradually as the evening develops, I get to see more and more of Rosie's face. <laughs> Slam down. Slam down, is that a word? Smack down. Slam down. Smack down. That's for the yes. Patreon. <laughs> right. <laughs> Me and Rosie Jones wrestling in mud. <laughs> Check out the lovely podcast, but the Patreon stuff is just really quite misogynistic. <laughs> I, I did recently get, uh, I got described this week as, uh, as, as wholesome 
someone who listens to the podcast. Yeah, I but see then the clearly they don't know what's coming. They don't know that you're <laughs> paying lesbians to wrestle in the mud <laughs> again. What the podcast has been building to, <laughs> right? My predictions for you, Sarah, mm-hmm. are for a live. Mm-hmm. You went with Joanna Lumley, mm-hmm. and I went very close. Jennifer Saunders. I wondered if you had. So, um, I mean... That's a really good guess. You've done your research. I've done my research. I did some I'd, Googling. I'd give you a tick for that. Thank you. That's what I've been waiting to hear. So many times I've, I've realised when editing this podcast that I will say something remotely close to who the person chose and I'll go, mm. I'm giving myself half a point for that and they just don't say anything. But thank you. No, yeah, actually. you can have half a point. Now, how much do you give me for this one? Your dead guest, you went for Victoria Woods. Mm-hmm. I went Victoria Woods. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Really? That you can have a full point you. for that. I'm, I'm, I'm going right to block out the third one uh, and I show you there. If you can s- okay. Yeah, <laughs> that is incredible. Fiction. I um. I I I would say. Uh, <laughs> I would say way off the mark so much so <laughs> that you probably could deduct a point <laughs> you Who went we got? <laughs> you went with sorry remind me of the character's name moira rose moira rose i went for and i'll be honest not entirely sure why um mm. but i went with um actually i am sure why i'll tell you afterwards i went with um <laughs> woody from toy story <laughs> That would really change the dynamic of that evening, wouldn't it? Would would it be Woody um, actually uh, moving around or because we're people, would he just lie there all day, all evening, waiting for us to move to Just really freaking out, Joanna Lovely and Victoria Wood. Just like, um... (laughs) Yeah, we will call our friends, but to come and pick us up. Um, (laughs) It was because after after doing my research, I listened to you on uh, Films to be Buried with uh, mm. Brett Goldstein, and you talked about going to watch Toy Story three with your mum before you left for university. Yeah. And um, Crikey, I, I, I love Woody. Oh, yeah. thank you. Well, I did do do Woody, and in fact, Rosie Jones chose Tom Hanks as her alive. So mm. um, um, again, because because to me, you're basically the same person. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why you haven't asked us to wrestle in mod yet, because you actually we, you thought that we were the same person. It would be more confusing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't fight yourself, can you? That's just a breakdown. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I went with Woody, which is Nilpois. Um, mm-hmm. Now, now we choose. Uh, now I. I I will get you to help me with this because I don't want to just go, thanks for your guess, I'm taking this one. You and I both mm-hmm. now have to choose who we want to be at the ultimate dinner party. Yeah. Um, choice made slightly easier by the fact that Victoria Wood is already there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. as, as a spoiler for anybody who hasn't had the Rosie Jones episode, uh, which as we know is definitely not you. Um, she's already there. So mm. we have between Moira Rose and Joanna Lumley. It's tough. Now, for me, obviously, it's slightly easier because I only know one of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how often do people actually choose the fictional one? Because it feels like a real snob to, to not choose a look. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Lumley. 
I, I was hoping you'd say that. Um, so much. I just think I just think she'd be a great vibe. I think she'd be an asset to any dinner party. I think Moira Rose could potentially steamroll her <laughs> and draw attention to herself. Right. And yes. I think, I think Lumley would be would be fantastic. I think that um, as uh, uh, as I said, not a fan of Shit's Creek, not because I don't like it, because I haven't seen it. I do think it would be very hard to uh, to find, I think, a fictional character who would beat Joanna Lumley if you're thinking of dinner parties. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would say she'd even have stiff competition. Uh, well, she would give stiff competition to Gatsby. Uh, yeah. her, what I imagine her ability uh, to, to thrive at a dinner party, to be yes. so great that- To be, yeah, life and soul, absolutely. In fact, now having thought about it so much, I realise that I don't feel like I've actually ever really been to a dinner party because I've never been to a dinner party with Joanna Lumley. Joanna Lumley, yeah. I just I feel like she's the kind of person who would um, you'd find her sneaking into the kitchen, helping herself to things like bringing a full bottle of wine to her seat at the table, and yeah. Yeah, I feel like after about two hours in, she's even bypassing the glass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know she's staying over, right? You've got, you make up a bed before the party starts. You make up a bed for Lomley because you're like, there's no way she's getting in a taxi. <laughs> if she does, if she does get in a taxi, you know that it's 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 not it's not the last ride of of the taxi driver's shift. It's the first one uh-huh. of the day for the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the idea that you're ready, you're waiting for people to arrive, and then suddenly you think, shit, I've not done the bed for Lumley. <laughs> you're there, I'm there in my suit, quickly making up the bed, putting the sheet, wringing the duvet out. <laughs> and then the following morning you come downstairs, she's just on the piano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely choice. Mm. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Jake. It's been a pleasure. I've had a lovely time. It's it's lovely to catch up. It's it's lovely to catch up with you too. I am. Um... Quick, you can do a quick where people can find you, Sarah K yes. Comedy on the socials. Sarah Sarah K Comedy on Twitter. Uh, I think it's Sarah underscore Keyworth on the old Instagram. Um, uh, I have a radio show, BBC Radio Four, called Are You a Boy or a Girl? Um, and um, that's about it, isn't it? Really. That is it. And that was Sarah. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember, if you want to get in touch, it is guestlistwithjake at gmail.com. Also, I must say, I've been listening to other podcasts and I realised just how much they push the message of um, liking and subscribing and rating and sharing the podcast. So if you could do that, it would be very much appreciated. Also, I must say, I've seen a lot of people uh, replying to people's tweets or Instagram posts uh about recommending podcasts that a lot of you've been replying and recommending this one which is so lovely so if that is you thank you very much and i will see you all next week with another episode bye